0: and restrictions apply. Season two of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free today, visit and.co. That's A-N-D dot C-O. Season two is also supported by blocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks per year by visiting audioblocks.com slash founders. That's audioblocks.com slash founders with an S. Now enjoy this episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Clay Mosley. I am the chief geek And
1: founder of Rock City Digital, and yes, that is my official title. Um, And we are essentially a branding and marketing agency. We're especially known for making things that are boring, not boring.
2: For Milo, I'm Brandon Hall, and this is Freelance to Founder. You were just introduced to CEO Clay Mosley, founder of digital marketing agency Rock City Digital. They do some really cool stuff online. But tell you what, let's take a morning walk with Clay to get inside his head right off the bat.
1: Can we go for a walk? No, no, not all mm-hmm. of even-
2: it's
1: cold this morning. Going on a cold, cold cold. Hi. So today's a pretty dull day, uh, decided to work from home today, um, and this is one of the benefits of uh, owning your own business, is I get to do whatever the hell I want, and part of that is I get to go on walks uh, on this trail um, anytime I want to, um, with my um, and I think it's very important to uh, to let your employees do do that as well because um, all the members of my team they 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 are uh, open to work from home work work from a coffee shop work at the innovation hub which is our co-working space um, it's it's whatever works for them whatever um Gives them their creativity because uh, we're a very creative business. So um, I think it's important to let them work whatever hours, where wherever, whatever environment they they feel like they can really be productive. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, I work during the day, but I actually get most of my work done at night. So I work from usually from eight thirty to about five o'clock, and then. uh sometimes I call it, call it early. I'll go home about three or four, but, um, I don't work usually from six to 9 PM. Um, and then 9 PM to about 2 AM. That's when I get most of my work done. So, uh, that is my stride. So I think it's important to find your stride, uh, to be the most productive person that you can be. So see you guys.
2: Sounds sexy, doesn't it? owning a digital marketing agency? Well, what if I told you it didn't start off that way for Clay? I have a feeling you'll relate to this episode, even if your freelance work or small business doesn't entail what Clay does for a living. See, Clay's business got started in the most auspicious of ways. Let's get it going. Back in 2005, so I graduated college back then,
1: um, and I took the first job that I was offered, Um, worked for a corporate insurance company, and I was a insurance fraud investigator. It's almost like, you know, the FBI, but not quite a cool title, right? Insurance fraud investigator. Well, in a a nutshell, I was was a cubicle rat, and um, every single day I was done with my work by 10 a.m., and I twiddled my thumbs for the rest of the day. I just, it, it was not for me. Um, and then after that, I I mean, I, I pretty much job hopped um, over the next few years. But after that, I did go.
2: All right. So at this point in the interview, Clay shares the details of four to five jobs with me that he held after serving as an insurance investigator. You can still hear him in the background. Go, Clay. I wish you could have been here. It was hilarious. Clay has lived a life, I'm telling you. But there was one little secret about the last few jobs that he revealed after telling me about them all. And it's relevant. ...jobs that I've had
1: um, over the last you know, few years since, since 05. Um, so I guess it was the first, my first 10 years, because that was January 2015. Um, I, I did get fired from all those jobs. <laughs> yeah, every one of them. <laughs> And uh, it, it wasn't for it wasn't for lack of work. Like it, I wasn't lazy. The reason I got fired from them is because of, I worked for a bunch of traditional people, and so one of the things like I was really good at was trying to figure out how to be way more efficient at a lot of the things that we did. And so I might I might figure out how to do something in half the amount of steps with the same result, or even better results. But the problem was. You know, like my bosses, they they were very traditional, and it's been done. You know, quote unquote, it's been done this way for thirty years, whatever. Um, and so, for like for that kind of for those kind of things, I I got fired. <laughs> um, and so, so this this last company I worked for for three years, I got I got fired in January twenty fifteen. Um, well, in January twenty fourteen. So the last year that I was there. I had decided uh, that I was going to try to, or I'm going to try to, you know, basically build websites um, part-time.
2: So Clay starts a side gig building websites. Never a developer, he nevertheless feels pretty good about the opportunity in front of him. He's got sales skills. He's got family and friends to start building sites for out of the gates. He's got a good chance to start a portfolio. But maybe you've experienced this. You're doing great work for people close to you who know you, but in actuality, you lack the deep technical skills to do certain types of freelance work or to start from scratch with customers who don't know you. One of his mentors encouraged him to go to work for an agency to get his feet wet. He tried that, but application after application was ignored over a couple of months. Why? Clay knew there were several problems. On paper,
1: I'm like the worst person ever to walk through the doors. Being fired from every job, um, I could not check the little box that said, may we contact your previous supervisor because obviously, I, I mean, I got fired. Um, I had no education background in it um, and no no certified skills at all. My portfolio was mediocre at best and, and I'm trying to get a job at these agencies. <laughs>
2: From numerous firings to his inability to get a web design job, at this point, I promise you, the story gets better, and there are some tremendous lessons to be learned. Clay's confidence never wanes despite all of this. He knows he has an eye for design. He's sure he can build digital experiences that make a difference for clients. He wasn't just a risk on paper. He had someone else he needed to convince to let him do this full time.
1: After realizing that I am unemployable at this point, I go to my wife and I said, I think I want to try to do this as a self, like a freelancer, just self-employed. That was a really long conversation. I basically said, and I remember this, give me one year to figure it out and if if it doesn't work after one year, then I will go find a job that I hate and I'll just work it. And so she agreed. It was end of February, beginning of March, 2015, is when I started Rock City Digital, um, and it's uh, it's I would say it's it's worked out since then. <laughs> when I first got started, I was taking any and every project that came to me, uh, and and I was working for dirt cheap, um, you know, with zero revenue. I mean, I remember I was doing websites, I I was doing websites for 500 bucks, and. I mean, that's insane to, like, I think about that now, and I'm like, that was insane.
2: Isn't that how many of us get started? Early on, it's about the money. You've got to get revenue in the door. You can't work for free, but you're not likely to be able to command the fees you'd like to per project. You'll hear this in episode four with Caleb Wojcik. There's a trade-off that happens when you start a business like this. Early on, you need revenue. Later on, you can be more picky about the clients you take on. Maybe you take some on for the revenue, but others you take on for the client's stature, and maybe others you take on because of the nature of the work. Anywho, Clay burst out of the gates quickly with revenue with his new venture, or at least it felt that way in the first 30 days. The next few months were a different story.
0: You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair, like, all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive.
1: My first month of being self employed and I made like four or five thousand dollars. And which that's pretty dang good for like first month, right? But you know what though? Like that second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth month, I was no joke. It was like I was ramen noodling it. I was scrounging for projects and you know, the problem was is that as you know, as I was working on pro I get a new project and as I was working on that my sales activity stops and then you know it's that endless cycle
2: the cycle he's referring to is this one you dedicate time going after clients and you land them but then you have to bear down and do the work as a freelancer which means no new clients are coming aboard in Clay's case he also had that certain someone who had given him a one-year probationary period to make the magic happen remember her so was she getting nervous she is the most patient person ever.
1: <laughs> so, you know, she was being very patient. Was not saying anything because she knew that she gave, the agreement was one year. You know, some conversations were not very pleasant, um, especially those months where uh, you know there was there was a month where I had negative. I was negative, and that was probably the most. Unpleasant conversation I had with my wife because what happened was, is I I, not only did I get zero sales that month, and not only did I not finish a project that month, because you know you get paid on the back end, at least a lot of people do it. I did, anyways. I had somebody basically change their mind, not not to you know my fault, but. And I had agreed that, okay, well, I'll I'll go ahead and give you a refund check. And looking back, I I probably shouldn't have done it because I put work into it. But I I don't know. I'm a nice guy, I guess. I I was in build a portfolio mode. You know what's interesting? I didn't even have my own website up for the first six months.
2: (laughs) So when did things turn the corner officially for Clay? Maybe when he started taking some more disciplined approaches to the business. It took about eight months before he settled into a groove with how he wanted to run his fledgling agency. He moved from working only with customers who knew and trusted him before doing any business with him to those who found him through other means, customers who don't know you already. When you start working with clients who don't know you, you realize quickly that you need a discipline about how you do things. You realize you need a process for doing everything, in fact, your own process. You need to streamline. You need to be much more efficient about how you sell new clients, how you manage the creative process, and, of course, how you run the business behind the scenes.
1: I recognize in about eight months, eight or nine, you know, what things were, uh, what kinds of tasks were not making me, making me money. I thought about every single task that I do from a sales point of view, a marketing point of view, a business point of view,
2: and a project point of view. So Clay treated the business like a business. How about you? Do you do this? On the backside of Preston's short break here in a moment, I'm going to share with you a couple thoroughly unorthodox approaches that Clay used as he grew his agency. You might be shocked.
0: Season 2 of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. With Andco... You can create contracts, send invoices, track time, manage your expenses, and get paid online quickly and simply just by connecting your bank account. The best part of AndCo is getting paired with a chief operator, a real human being who's there to help you whenever you have questions about your freelance business. To learn more and try AndCo free, visit and.co. That's a n d c o. Season 2 is also supported by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just $99 a year, plus they'll throw in access to their very popular stock video site, Videoblocks, absolutely free. It's all part of their creator-to-creator offer going on right now for a limited time. To grab this offer before it's gone, visit audioblocks.com slash founders. That's audio blocks.com slash founders with an s now enjoy the rest of this episode of freelance to founder
1: getting a super late start this morning Um, nowadays because uh i'm usually up earlier but uh i was up till four o'clock i told you clay
2: plays by different rules You're listening to an impromptu vlog that Clay created, safely, on the way to the office one day. I'm pretty sure you don't do one of these, understandably, and probably for the same reasons as your freelancer friends. Who knows what kind of return you'll get on the effort. I can't tell you that this specific YouTube video that the the audio is pulled from turned into a torrent of leads to his agency. It has 51 views at the time I share it with you, but it shows the kind of approach Clay takes to running his agency, unorthodox, doing things that don't always scale. And when
1: we're closed for holidays and uh, specials that they have going on, maybe once a month or so is how often they want to post. Uh, so think about it this way, out of 100 people, 95% of them are probably on some sort of social network. Out of that remaining 5%, probably 2.5% are actually either texting or on the phone, like an actual phone call. Um, or in, in, the, in the remaining 2.5%, they're, they're probably on Google searching for something. Um, But that 90 to 95 percent, they are on some sort of social network. I I, I, I can almost guarantee. I'd be willing to put money on it. Yeah, so that that is all this this particular person wants, is to update social once a month. Tell me how that makes sense. Can you ignore the 95 percent? What's crazy is it's it's things that everyone, especially in our industry, think that need to be done. Perfect example, I don't do proposals. I don't do a single proposal. The only document that I do is the agreement. That is it. I used to do all that. I used to do a proposal. I used to do the scoping, like discovery um, type thing, you know, like asking questions and things like that. No, I got rid of all that. What I decided to do was actually put my pricing on my website. When someone asked for a proposal, I just say, pricing's on the website. Because
2: I was spending
1: 10 hours a week doing proposals, like putting them together.
2: Now, before you shake your head in surprise, think about this. If you know exactly the types of client work you want to take on, and you have the flexibility to turn down work you don't want to take, this isn't really all that risky. Clay believes there are generally four types of websites – the basic site that shows you what a company does and who you are, then there's the e-commerce site, there's specialty sites with specific functionality like membership sites, and then the hyper-complex sites that few local agencies work on to begin with. What's his approach to the work he takes on? I I decided to not touch the
1: super complicated websites. So I got rid of all of that altogether. When, When I'm thinking from a business point of view, I'm wanting to streamline the process as much as possible. And when something gets interrupted or, or disrupted, then it, it, it messes with you know, um, our flow and then it also messes with efficiency and therefore dollars. And so the other th- three types of websites, I felt like the, the process was pretty similar. Now there's going to be a, a little, you know, there might be an exception or two. The reason I got rid of, um, and which, by the way, that's a big reason why I can put my pricing on the website because I kind of know just with those three types of websites, I know how how many hours it's gonna it's gonna take to put into that. Uh, but the reason I got I got rid of the kind of discovery questionnaires and things like that is because I quickly discovered, and this is just part of my sales process, is. We already addressed that in the sales meeting. So like whenever I go into, uh, I'm, I'm talking to a prospect, they're not a client yet. We talk about all of that. It's like a, it's like an hour, hour and a half meeting. And so we talk about all of that and I decided to not take on clients unless they give me full creative uh, reign on the site.
2: Okay, for those scoring at home, that's three big pieces of the process Clay has removed that most agencies would never remove. First, no proposal. Pricing is on the website. Second, no discovery work. He does that during the sales conversation. And third, no client, unless Clay's team has full creative reign. Got your own ideas about how your site is going to look? Find someone else to work with. While some of these steps to you might sound like he turns business down, Clay would say yes I do to that and he'd encourage you to consider doing the same. And it doesn't stop there. Clay has outsourced his accounting. He wants it done right and well it's boring to do. And who wants to dedicate two days to boring work that keeps you from doing the more creative work? What's your time worth anyway? He also outsources his own blog writing. And yes, there's a caveat to all this.
1: But here's the I think here's the little asterisk to that is if you're going to do that you better be ready to spend spend that time doing
2: revenue producing tasks. Friends, that is the story of Clay Mosley of Rock City Digital. We'll be back next episode with Ashley Winterrose of Hydebo.
0: It adds a level of, of difficulty um, in my situation as I have been the provider for my family. Um, and out of necessity, sometimes, um, that's when ideas are born. And that was part of Hydeaboo. Uh,
2: now, while I've got you, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show and listen to the entirety of Seasons 1 and 2 at FreelanceToFounder.com. And go ahead, share our podcast with a friend. We don't mind. If you enjoyed this 100% free story, can I ask one more favor? Will you head over to iTunes and leave a review? Your feedback is valued and guides us to improve the show. Ratings and reviews are also the way other freelancers will find the show on iTunes. Thanks for listening. For Milo, I'm Brandon Hull. Join us next time.